Nine Americans, six children incinerated in a car by the Mexican cartels. Trump says he's willing to wage war. And this is the war that we need to fight. Not the one millions of miles away. No, the ones that actually affect our citizens and our people and are right here on our borders. So I'm sorry you people are out there sobbing about the Kurds, but it's time to put America first. And that entails protecting our borders and our own citizens. So these murderous animals are the real danger, not the Turks. The Turks are a danger to the commies in northern Syria. These Mexican cartels are a danger to us right here. All right, this is a bit of an abrupt, a bit of an abrupt transition, but we got to pay the bills. And so today our sponsor is underwear, Tommy John's. And seriously, I'm not BSing you. They're expensive, but it is worth the money because your underwear is the most fundamental part of your wardrobe and you need to be comfortable in it. And Tommy John doesn't give an F. They actually give three Fs. Their three Fs are fabric, fit, and function. And Tommy John's obsesses over every single little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. And as a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee. It's comfortable, you've got the stay put waistbands, and you've got a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, moisture wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. So you know that disgusting feeling where your underwear is bunching up and you gotta fuss with it in public? Let me tell you, that's not cool. Let me tell you, grabbing your crotch in public is not cool. And so with Tommy John's, it helps you with that. So they've got the, if you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. And if you prefer to shop, not online, but in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations in the country, including Nordstrom's. So give three Fs about your underwear and update with Tommy John today. Go to tommyjohn.com WHB for 20% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com WHB. Okay. So we've got nine Americans who came under attack in a highway ambush in a Mexican border state on Monday. And I want you to take a look at the carnage. This is for the record. Nita and four of my grandchildren are burnt and shot up. And so the president tweeted about this. A wonderful family and friends from Utah got caught between two vicious drug cartels who were shooting at each other, with the result being many great American people killed, including young children and some missing. Mexico needs or requests help in cleaning out these monsters. The United States stands ready, willing, and able to get involved and do the job quickly and effectively. The great new president of Mexico has made this a big issue, but the cartels have become so large and powerful that sometimes you need an army to defeat an army. How do you like that one, Brian Stelter? Now, the White House brief couldn't confirm the killings at the time of this taping, but the FBI has, in fact, opened up an investigation into these killings. Now, these killings reportedly happened near the town of Pavispe, and that's about 100 miles south of the Arizona border. And the victims 
reportedly had all left their community at the same time in three separate cars, and some were going back to the US, and some were going to a neighboring town for a wedding, and then all of a sudden, the convoy was sprayed with gunfire. And the family says there were so many rounds that one of the cars exploded, which is what you saw in that video. Now, this family is from something called the Lamora Settlement, which is an offshoot of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, AKA the Mormon Church. And the victims reportedly all belonged to this Mormon-based community in Northern Mexico. Some of the children, it appears, survived, but they had gunshot wounds and they were found by their relatives and now they remain in the hospital. And here's what the victims' aunt has to say. I was so angry. It's so angry and yet so sad. It was horrifying. All we could do was immediately start thinking positive and praying at the same time that we were all devastated and very emotional. And um, it's something that you can't explain how there's evil people in this world that could do such a thing like that. Indeed, there are evil people in this world and we need to be protected from them. And that's what the government should be doing, because this is the kind of violence that happens often on our border. And we have a Congress who refuses to enforce it because they want to impeach 45. They want to impeach a president who said he would build a wall. I, I mean, if that's not the per most perverse thing ever, I don't know what is. Uh, these people are mad that Hillary Clinton didn't win the election, so they wanna risk opening up Americans to this kind of violence because they're upset that the duly elected president is in office and that the election didn't go the way they wanted. And there, there, there are also things that Trump could be doing, I think, because we just, we just heard that Trump considered appointing a man, guy named Chad Wolf, who it appears is an opponent to the president's agenda. And the president is appointing this man to head the DHS. Quote, as the president has said, Kevin McAleenan has done a tremendous job. He'll be leaving after Veterans Day. And after he departs, Chad Wolf will serve as acting secretary in the interim. Hogan Gidley, the deputy press secretary, told reporters. Okay, so let, let's, let's look at who the president has appointed as his heads and acting heads of Homeland Security. Because he, he had... Christian Nielsen, you had Kevin McAleenan, and I'm not sure they shared the president's views on immigration. However, at the same time, it doesn't really matter who he appoints at the end of the day because they have to follow the existing laws. So Congress, Congress, because Trump is not a king, Congress has to get off their ass and do their job and pass legislation that would allow Homeland Security to keep, uh, I don't know, the Homeland Secure. So Congress is 100% the culprit. They have failed in their number one duty to protect the American people. And the president also needs to put people around him who believe in America first, who believe in Trump's America first agenda. Because you can tell the president's instincts are right. His instincts, oh, putting our men's lives on the line for the communist Kurds? Remind me how that makes sense. Remind me how that makes any bit of sense. Oh, but securing our border from the Mexican drug cartels? 
who explode cars like the ones you saw in that video. That's very bad. Remind me how it makes sense not to put troops on our borders for that. I mean, this is such common sense stuff, but Washington doesn't have any common sense. Washington has become so embroiled in itself and in its own power and so vain that it has lost its vision as to what actually makes sense and what doesn't. And the people in this town have quit working for you. They're working for themselves. Impeach Trump. You talk to everyday people in America, they love Donald Trump. It's, it's why he won the election. But then you've got these pussy hat wearing fools running around the halls of Congress who are running the show, and they are the ones who are failing you. They are failing the American people. They are not protecting you. They are not spending your money wisely. They are not looking after your interests and they are destroying your communities. And if you're not infuriated about that, then you don't care about your country. If you're one of these libs who think impeach 45 is more important than protecting against the Mexican drug cartels, then you're a traitor to your nation. The American people, we the people, is whom our government should be looking after. And they have utterly failed in their duty to do so. And I think a lot more of us should be outraged about it. All right, nothing embodies the corruption of the elites more than Jeffrey Epstein. Because, I mean, if you talk to everyday Americans and ask, uh, should you be able to rape little girls in your home and get away with it? They would say, no, I don't really think so. I don't think that's right. And yet Jeffrey Epstein and many others have done so with impunity. And then when it turns out he was about to spill the beans on others who had engaged in similar degenerate behavior, similar degenerate illegal behavior, our justice system may have had him murdered. And then when the news reports on it, they're told, oh, shh, hush. Guys, all of our systems are failing us our government, our justice system, our media. And so the reason why the Jeffrey Epstein story is resonating with so many people is because it puts all of that on full display. It puts all of the failures of all of these systems that we have been told since the founding of this republic we're supposed to be working for you, we're supposed to be working for we the people, are failing. So to discuss this here with me now is an old friend, Gavin McInnes. Gavin, it's great to have you back. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to be back here. Why did you fire me? That's not, <laughs> that's not a question. Why did you do that's that? About I liked you. I thought we were friends. I thought we were. That's a, I'm here to get revenge. You want to know the truth? You look at this guy with his suit on. He's wearing pants like J. Crew slacks and Vans shoes. <laughs> the guy's not wearing a suit bottom. No, that's it's fake point. news. It's fake. You look, I look good up here and then down here sometimes. Down here's the lie. It's a disaster. You look dapper up and down. My socks. Look at your purple socks. Match my pocket square. Well, that's impressive. Thank you. That's John. impressive. This is an impressive dapper suit. So we have this Jeffrey Epstein story. Who do you think killed Jeffrey Epstein? Himself? Uh, you want to know what I honestly believe happened is um, the C Clintons, someone associated, someone that he had dirt on, uh, I'm sure the Clintons were part of this, paid corrections officers, I don't know, $3 million? 
something in the ballpark. We've got to keep an eye on these corrections officers and see who's driving a really nice car in a, in a couple of years. <laughs> right, right. But I think they, there was two things, right? One, you have to open Epstein's cell. Right. That's maybe $1.5 million. And then you have to open the bad guy's cell, the guy we know, right, right who was just down the, the street, who has, was, was caught with a cell phone before. Remember this guy? No. There's some big bruiser who was on that same floor. Oh, yes. Yeah, Dude. that's right. It was his former cellmate, right? Right. So you got to open those, open those, turn the cameras off. I'd, I'd pay about a million for each. So one, two, three. Right. And he was killed because he had dirt on disgusting old rich men who were screwing underage girls. Yeah, I, th I think that's about, I, I mean, you look at the forensic evidence and it's clear that he did not kill himself. Yes. And I've, I've talked to corrections officers who said we have seen suicides like this. Right. And what you do is you wrap that crappy, it's a very weird blanket too. It's, right. It's, it's almost the prison like blanket. a paper towel. So you wrap that around your head and then you tie it to the top. And what you do is you rotate yourself until it twists, sort of like twisting a towel. And eventually you suffocate. Right. It does no damage but to any. But doesn't do any damage to the bones right. in your you're, neck. You're fine. Yeah. That's not what happened to Epstein. I think actually it's a good thing. One, the guy who ran a pedophile island is dead. But <laughs> yeah. two, I honestly believe that this case could unite the right and the left. Like, my wife is a liberal, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly frustrated trying to explain to her the importance of silly things like freedom and the First Amendment. <laughs> those those silly Amendment. things. You know, those things like that liberal liberty, and, yeah. Yeah. the government not solving your problems. But, and it's a, it's a tough sell with liberals. But Epstein is not a tough sell. Yeah. Who sits there and goes, wow, he jumped from a four-foot pole and was hanged? Yeah, and, but yet you have the media who is working like hell to cover this up. Yes. Uh, and that's incredible to me because you would think this would, this would unite the right and the left. Well, that's also great news. And it hasn't. That's yeah. also great news because it's showing America that journalists are activists now. Yes. Why did, why did ABC kibosh this story? Exactly. Because their friends went to that island. Exactly. And their friends said, look, if you want to keep coming to dinner parties then don't tell people that I screw 12-year-olds. Yeah. And they said, no problem. That's how good those dinner parties are. Yeah. <laughs> and we have the footage of this uh, Project Veritas video where um, they completely just uh, exposed the fact that Amy Roback, she had this story three years ago, and it completely was covered up by ABC. Yeah. And we have her talking about it. Let's watch the clip first. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney three years ago, saying like aunt like. We, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. 
So they say it wasn't sufficient evidence. I predict Amy Roback is going to kill herself. <laughs> She's going to shoot herself in the back of the head. <laughs> I mean, they say they didn't have sufficient evidence. But a little birdie in the street tells someone at CNN something. Journalism and they can report it. They can report it. Bull crap. I was at Roger Stone's trial today. Yeah. And I'm looking at the court, the, the sketch guy, right? He does the court sketches. Right. He was right next to me. Was he good? And Yes. But uh, he drew a smirk on Roger Stone's face. I watched the smirk being drawn. And I saw Roger Stone. He, he had stomach cramps the whole day. He had to leave at one point to go to the bathroom because he was so, he was sweating. I mean, the guy. Well, I, I mean, he's facing. Stressed out. Yeah. And he can see the jurors. They all look like the judge. They're all the same person. They're clones. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm guilty. I just lost. And his face was like Robert De Niro. He had this like, hey, fun. With a scowl. Yeah, I just scowled the whole time. But the guy drew a smirk. And I know on CNN tonight, they'll show this court sketch and they'll show right. the smirk. And they'll show Rod, all, the smug character. Yeah, with his with yeah. his trademark smirk, Roger yeah. Stone showed up. And you realize journalism is not just activism. Journalism is radical activism. Yeah. These people are social justice warriors. And the judges and the prosecutors and the media, they're all the same group group and they don't care about justice and they don't care about children. Yeah. And they're completely failing us. I mean, our institutions are literally failing us. Look at Tommy Robinson. And it's because it, it, it is because we were talking about this. The right doesn't have any balls. Yes. So we have so, no balls and we are letting the left completely run roughshod over us. That's the other thing. We are getting dominated by these amateurs, by these losers, by these crappy court systems and ridiculous uh, uh, judges and prosecutors mom and judges. media. Yeah. And they're, they're not good at their job. They have money. They have globalist money. But we just roll over. We don't want to fight. That's what really frustrates me. And sorry, to get back to the kids thing, I don't think I was clear enough there. Uh, they, they obviously don't care about a pedophile island. And then you have Tommy Robinson in England who's trying to stop these Muslim pedophile gangs. And at the old Bailey, the old bill where he's going into court, it says, like, protect the children, uh, uh, stand by the weak, or I forget what the slogan, you know, it's a 200-year-old stone carving, and th that they go in and you think the opposite is happening. Yeah. We are being dominated by, it's, by nerds, by losers. It's revenge of the nerds. Yeah. That's Western well, culture. Well, you have this, you know, uh, this shrine to Western culture on Columbia University. Um, Butler Library, and you know, as Demosthenes and Aristotle and Cicero, and these feminist losers came in and just replaced it with all of these nobodies, who I I, I don't even know who they are, you know, people who came around in the last five years, and they're completely erasing Western culture. Oh my God, you've got to check in with Central Park in New York City. They're taking down Robbie Burns statues. They don't like Columbus up there. And they're putting up these statues of people where the situation didn't even happen. It's like Susan B. Anthony, but a black woman is touching her shoulder to right. represent Susan B. Anthony's strange views on slavery. Like, watch it, girl. And you're like, what is this? made-up scenario you made. Yeah. We are being run by social justice warrior grumpy feminists. That's who's persecuting Roger Stone. That's who's killing these stories with Epstein. And it's like the lunatics are running the asylum. Like, take the craziest feminist you met in college. She's running America she's running right the now. country. She's running the entire country. <laughs> so tell me about this Roger Stone hearing because um, I think he's fallen a little bit out of the news cycle. And, you know, he's being charged with covering up the fact that President Trump uh, colluded with Russia. And it turns out President Trump did not collude with Russia. But the judge doesn't allow that. You're not allowed to talk about that. So the so fact that, that there work? was no victim and there was no Russian collusion, you can't bring into this trial. 
The point Isn't is that the whole crux of the situation? Look at my proud, proud boys, Max Hare and John Kinsman, are doing four years in prison for a fight that had no victims. The Antifa told the police to go screw themselves. So you don't need victims anymore. You don't need a crime anymore. You just need a sort of uh, a, an air of intent. And it looks like Stone may have obstructed justice, and that's bad enough. The fact that the thing he was obstructing didn't exist is irrelevant. He was asked 600 questions. Right. He got five wrong. And so they're saying he lied. This has they're happened a million times. This right. lying to, uh, to the authorities has happened throughout American history a million times. It's a slap on the wrist. Same with Tommy Robinson. He did two jail terms for the same crime, and the crime was contempt of court. Or Nasla Bakuli Nasla, the guy who made the Muhammad video. He did a year in prison because he pissed off Hillary. Right. It had nothing to do with and the actual Hillary crime. And Hillary blamed the video on him. Yes, and yeah. no one and knows his actual crime. On his crime was a minor crime probation is. violation. Right. So what they do is they go, I'm putting this man in jail. That's the done deal. And I'll figure out the details later. That's what they're doing to Stone. And that's what happened in court today. It was a bizarre scene where it was uh, 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 Obama fan and government employees and all these people who hate Trump and hate Roger Stone sitting there saying, no, I, I won't be biased. Yes, I've read a lot about Roger Stone. Yes, my husband is a lawyer in the DOJ, but I won't, I'll be totally impartial. And people started freaking out because we could see Roger get vilified. He starts sweating. He's dabbing himself like this. He excuses himself to right. go to the bathroom. Uh, the guy was going to faint, I think, because we could all see Roger getting hanged right there yeah. in front of us. And then this dude, this conservative guy, he was a black guy in the stands. By the way, there were so many black people in the audience and zero in the jury. So all, <laughs> all the black people were on Roger's side. But anyway, this black guy just goes, ah! and he starts he having a seizure. seizure. Wow. How do they select these juries? They, they, they only have 10 vetoes, right? Right. And we're in D.C. where, what, 3% of the people voted for Trump? <laughs> right. So the, the defense is trying to stop this, but it's just ball after ball after ball. You know what a ball is? Uh, explain Boomer, to my audience. I, I invented this acronym. Audience. It's not really taking. <laughs> Boomer, angry, woman, liberal. <laughs> B-A-W-L. It was just ball after ball after ball. And they all look the same. And they all have that sort of, uh, what's her name, the Kavanaugh chick? Uh, Debbie, Debbie something, Debbie, no, is it Debbie Wasserman? No, that's it. No. Anyway, they all look, Sweatnik. they all look exactly like her. Same glasses, same hairdo, the exact same stupid Jennifer Aniston bob that the judge has. Right. And it's like, are you pooping out clones? (laughs) Where are these women coming from your ovaries? Who are all these women? And it got to the point where I was seeing them come out and I, I was involuntarily going, Oh, Jesus. Oh my goodness. Like not one person on the jury has ever tried Budweiser. And I'm sitting there going, can we have one? What is it? White Claw? What is it? One, yeah, White Claw, <laughs> Pinot Grigio. They love their rosé in the spring. Right. There was no bud drinkers on that jury, and that's why Roger's fried. I mean, right. the American justice system is, is at a 96% uh, uh, pro- guilty rate with things that go to court. That alone should freak us out. I used to say we're Sicily, we're Reggio to Calabria. I don't think so. I think we're Uganda. We're a third yep. world country now. That's where what it's some, getting to. Where, where, where some guy, Idi Amin, is like just deciding who, you have offended me? Why are you gay? You need <laughs> to go to gay? prison. You are no good. You are with <laughs> Donald Trump. You are going to jail. You are not a fraud boy. You are going to jail for four years. Why are you gay? <laughs> I mean, that is, it's, it's so true. And that's exactly what it's becoming. And I don't think enough people are willing to stand up to it. Yes. 
And we have a, a real, Charles Murray wrote about this in Coming Apart. We have this disconnect here where we see someone go to prison and we go, oh, you shouldn't have screwed up. We have this real sort of, uh, I don't know, with this disdain. Even the guy who was having the seizure in mm -hmm. court today, people just sort of walked away. Like, eh, yeah, gross. it's disgusting because Roger Stone, he's not in the news cycle. And so when I was booking you to come on, I was like, well, do we want to talk Roger Stone? Because, you know, no one's really talking about him. And it's just like they are sentencing, <laughs> sentencing this guy to jail and the American people are just like, oh, boring. Yes, where he boring. will die. Yeah. He's getting killed by the state for being a Trump guy. That's exactly what's going on here. And it's what they did to Flynn. And we just ignore it. And, and the media focuses on that angle and everyone just digests it. They see the smirk. In, this, in the, the court in sketch? In the court sketch, right. And they go, oh, he's a smirking a-hole. Right. And with the Proud Boys, for example, no one's talking about this. There was the three guys they decided to throw the book at mm -hmm. were the main guys in the fight. Oh, sorry, four guys. One of them's doing Weekend at Rikers, and then they thought, let's go on a white power thing and call them Nazis. But one of them's Brown, mm -hmm. David Curiacosi. So what they did is they separated his trial and put it over here and then called them Nazis, and now they're in prison for four years. Wasn't, wasn't there the a- Brown guy's in a separate trial. Right. Wasn't there a Proud Boy that they said they accused of using the n-word and he was a black dude yeah i don't remember that i know yeah. that it, at one point he said uh excuse my language but after the fight he one of the guys max was pumped and he goes there was four of them yeah and the media buzzfeed wrote that up as and then as they left they said they were foreigners and oh I, I talked to John's, John Kinsman's wife's black. I yeah. talked to her every day. And she said, when I, we were at court, we'd come together arm in arm, mm -hmm. and I'd see the photographers just sort of going, eh, that doesn't help it the doesn't, narrative. It doesn't help her cause. Then she'd go doesn't pee, fit the narrative. and it was paparazzi. Oh my God, oh my now it's, it's Justin Thoreau is out a new date. And then she'd come back from the bathroom, camera's down. Wow. Like they are controlling the America's brain. That's yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. I do have to address this. Roger Stone is seen by a lot of people as this shady character, as this dark character. And he is a political provocateur. Yep. Um, that's not a crime, though. When the left does crime, it's called politics. When the right does politics, it's called crime. All Roger Stone ever did was normal politics as usual, the day-to-day -day stuff you do. That everybody that in Washington, everybody does, does in Washington, yes. except when the, the right does it, when someone Trump does it, they have their hands chopped off. Yeah. So you see, look at the, I mean, sorry to keep going back to the Proud Boys thing, but we're seen as violent and, and uh, dangerous. We don't go to Antifa things. They come to our things. We have Tim Kaine saying, fight them in the streets. Maxine Waters saying, make sure they're never safe. Eric Holder saying, when we go low, we kick them. Uh, Hillary Clinton saying, we are not civil. But if someone else says, hey, I want to punch these guys back or the Covington Catholic schoolboy just stands there like this then ABC News or whoever it was says isn't that kind of aggressive standing your ground right so I'm happy to admit that we sometimes roll up our sleeves right. and get tough so you keep going back to but the, the punishment boys. is is inverted you left the Proud Boys, though, yeah? Yes. I had to leave the Proud Boys because I could see the trial was being framed as a gang. A gang has a leader, leader. and a gang does illegal activities. We don't do illegal activities, so I got rid of the leader, and that crippled the prosecution. They had to let seven guys go on probation, and they could only focus it on the final four. One guy took a plea, three are fighting, two guys got four years. This one brown guy is going to go to court, I think, next week, and the press is going to totally ignore it. But 
We're at a point now where you have to play dirty pool and say, uh, I'm out of the gang. I won't, even though it's not a gang, rather yeah. than stand there and fight and stand up for what you believe in, you have to start sort of moving the pieces and moving the goalposts because they're playing dirty pool. Right. And they're sending them to Rikers, which is not exactly. They're done with Rikers. They're done okay. with Rikers. Now they're in Ulster, which is two hours north. Okay. But what they're going to do now is send them way up to Buffalo so John's black wife and his three black kids won't be able to visit him. That's the punishment you have. So she told him to join this club mm -hmm. because she said, this seemed patriotic and Christian. That seems fun. He did. Then he gets in a fight. He fights back after Antifa attacks him. Now he's, he's going to be in the boonies up in Buffalo by the Canadian border. And his three black kids won't have a father for four years because that's what the Dems do yeah. best. They and they're ruining from. America. And that's what they love to do. That's what they love to do. They're winning. I'll tell you that much. Gavin. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Gavin McInnes, everyone. Thanks for watching. Remember, the White House Brief can be downloaded as a podcast. Remember to subscribe to it, rate it, and review it so it goes up into the charts. Epstein Thanks didn't kill watching. himself. Thanks for watching. Epstein Get didn't kill himself. Here. Thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.